But where we really shine is establishing with the user consistency. How consistent are you doing something? And when we see inconsistencies there, you know, based on the coaches, the teams, the biomechanists, what would they recommend you do in terms of drills and exercise and different kinds of products that would help? Hi, welcome to the Halftime Snacks. My name is Ronena Inbinder. This show features the stories of talented people working in sports. Are you ready? Let's go. Coming up on the Halftime Snacks is a former Microsoft engineer and a product manager who's passionate about baseball, data, and the computer vision side of sports. He then went on to drop his career at Microsoft to co-found a massive business called SportsTrace, where he is the CEO today. SportsTrace is a company that provides data and insights to athletes in a digestible format to improve the mechanics of their movement. In the app, it all works through video. He's based in Seattle, but the Halftime Snacks has no borders. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Max Montre. Ronan, what's up? That's a big intro for me. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, perhaps more than I deserve. And I just wanted to say I'm a huge fan of the show. Uh, I got to see Jacob's episode before. I got to listen to that. And most recently, I think the most recent episode I listened to was Dan, who is now... I think he's on the board at Athletics, uh, whom I've met Norb over there. So that's awesome job you're doing, man. Man, thank you so much for your kind words. And man, it's an absolute pleasure to host you on the Halftime Snacks. And I want to kick it off. You know, I've developed this very unique uh, routine of just throwing an icebreaker, you know, very recently in the Halftime Snacks. So my icebreaker for you is... Let's suppose that your company, Sports Trace, would have a professional baseball baseball team. What brand would you like to be the sponsor of the stadium of the Sports Trace team? Oh, wow. Who gets to sponsor Sports Trace Stadium? Um, wow. If Halftime Snacks could do it, that would be amazing. <laughs> um, <laughs> if our friends from uh, State of the Industry Sport Techie could do it. As that starts mm. tomorrow, that that would be amazing as well. Um, I've <laughs> I've met the the grandsons, uh, the children of Adi Dassler, at the Lead mm. Sports Accelerator and their venture. So that would be nice too. I mean, well, there's a lot. Maybe it could be a joint promotion. That could be amazing. That would be awesome, man. Uh, that's a great. And the halftime snacks would be very proud to be the the Thank sponsor you. of the stadium, Sports Trade Stadium. Hopefully one day in the future we'll get to do that. Uh, do it. Um, so I, w I want to switch over now to your story. And sure. so first of all, man, the, f the first thing that pops into anyone's mind when they scroll through your LinkedIn is that you worked at Microsoft, one of the you know, most mm -hmm. relevant com companies in the world. So I, I want to ask you why or why wouldn't you recommend to someone to join a company like Microsoft? What are your thoughts about that? It's a great place to work. A difficult decision to leave. I have a lot of good friends that I made there and a lot of things that I learned. I would say why you would want to work there for sure. Um, you have tons of different opportunities and resources. In, you know, I was, I was there for the better part of a decade. Although I did work primarily in e-commerce, I also got the opportunity to work in information security. 
Uh, and I also got the opportunity to work in Azure as well. So lots of different places to bounce around, lots of different things and such amazing resources and events, right? I got, I got to go there and actually participate in the hackathons they'd have every year for one week. That would be during the summer. And actually, fun fact, won the hackathon one year, which is kind of cool. Nice. That's yeah. a fun fact. Um, and is there any reason why someone wouldn't consider, you know, joining Microsoft? Um, you know, it's a it's a big company. If they, I guess, if they don't like Microsoft technologies, that's a tough sell, <laughs> right? Because you got to go in there and, and not use exclusively, but definitely consider Microsoft technologies for the solutions that you're providing. <laughs> um, that would be a big reason. So, so you say um, you say if I own an iPhone, an iPad, and a Mac, I shouldn't get close to Microsoft. <laughs> the times have changed significantly. You, you no longer are in fear of walking down the hallway and getting that smacked out of your hand. <laughs> so there's that. Uh, yeah, those days are past. But no, I, I'm, I'm hard pressed to think of a reason. I've been to a lot of the locations across the globe, um, which is always amazing. And like I said, the, the people there that I've met and befriended are top notch. That's awesome. Uh, and I wonder that I feel like if if I remember correctly, you told me that you you were you started Sports Trace while you were in Microsoft. You had this idea for a while, and then you mm -hmm. decided to drop out of Microsoft and join uh, full time, develop your time to Sports Trace. So I yes. wonder what were the kind of like the indicators that Sports Trace was evolving and that was growing, that it was actually a thing, it was profitable, or you could potentially see profits coming down the line that really pushed you or helped you to confirm your biases and say, this is what I need to do. I need to drop one of the best, you know, uh, companies in the world. You know, if, if my grandparent, grandparents would hear you say that, they would kill you, right? Because, mm -hmm. because in their mind, you have such a good job, you don't drop it. But so I guess yeah. that you really had to have some good reasons to drop it. So I want to just know what were they. Yeah, absolutely true. So first of all, definitely don't take that for granted, right? Um, you know, my, my grandparents uh, rest their souls would probably be the same exact thing, right? And trust me, I've had some people come up and ask that exact question. But that said, you know, focused on Sports Trace, how it began was, you know, I had this idea with very specialized hardware that connect cameras and I wanted to try something out for sports. And it was just that, a hobby project. But Ronan, as you know, with the formalization of the sports technology seen for lack of a better term, right? With sport tech startups coming in and out, different types of accelerators that focus on sports technology becoming more prevalent. There were actually individuals that were reaching out to me. And the reason that they knew about Sports Trace was because, hey, if I had invented this thing, I was obliged to show it on my LinkedIn profile and resume. As we got more interest, what was the really biggest indicator there was actual interest from customers. So I remember distinctly making a trip down to Texas, and that was actually right before the pandemic last year. And we got to talk to two teams, Rice University and Tech University of Texas. Still great friends of the program. I uh, love working with the folks over there in both cases. And what was really neat about it was, you know, we left there thinking, cool, we saw some baseball. Um, this will be all amazing. But you know, when they talked to us and said, hey, we're serious about like using the technology that you have, that was a key indicator for us. It was one of our entrance criteria and milestones. Get a customer first. This is a thing that you actually want to do. Now, 
have those original ideas, even from a year ago, changed significantly? Absolutely. Uh, was it weird leaving Microsoft that where I worked for the better part of a decade? Um, actually, like in the middle of a pandemic, because I, I gave my notice and I think it was like a day later, they emptied out the offices there. Yeah, that was a little bit strange, right? But at the same time, you know, I know this is a great opportunity for us. Uh, I know this is a great opportunity to be a part of Sports Trace, and I think we're on to something here. That's awesome, man. I think you sized the opportunity to really become an entrepreneur, develop something that you love, you're passionate about, that you can devote yourself 100 hours a week and don't really mind because you feel like it's play to you and it feels like work to others. So Exactly. If you don't like what you're doing, uh, go do something else. Absolutely, man. <laughs> I love that. And why, why do you think is that we need Sports Trace product? I mean, why is it essential to sports? Why do you think computer vision technology really helps athletes and trainers reach their full potential? Like, what's the rationale? Yeah, that computer vision is actually almost part symptom and part, you know, side project to the whole thing, if you think about it. Um, because computer vision is what's actually enabling this to go on right now, to be able to do this um, in an efficient, effective, and far less expensive manner in terms of time and money than ever before. Uh, why sports trace is important? Well, one, are we or are we not already looking at video to establish how did this person do? How did they perform? How was their form? How was their technique? What's the same? What's changed? What's different, right? We want to know all of those things. What if we could just do that automatically? And what if in doing so, we could start to get some real measurements about how the body is moving, how it's performing, those rotational distances and velocities, those linear distances and velocities, the general angles, how different things occur in different sequences. That's all important part of movement and in sports. It's no different. So the time is right for this right now. There's an appetite for it. There's definitely a need for it. And I'm a firm believer that technology should actually make our lives better. It should, it should take away, automate away some of the things that we shouldn't be doing. We're here to help enable athletes and coaches achieve more. And in doing so, we want to take away a lot of the rote manual stuff that they'd have to do and leave the expertise to them. I want to double click on what you mentioned in terms of timing. You sure. think that timing is both, uh, correct now for adoption, meaning that users or customers are ready to use the technology that you're providing. And mm -hmm. in, in a similar way, are we in timing, in a correct timing in terms of the software and the, the, the let's say programming available today or the things that you can do in, in, in software today are as efficient as the technology demands for it to be proper and not very complicated? Yeah, let, let me see if I can answer this, Ronan, in a couple of different ways, right? So, so number one, in terms of like uh, the technology that's established now, how can it, how can it perform? Can it do it fast enough? Um, our idea is pretty simple, that these are things that can be processed up in the cloud and You know, we have all of the algorithms there that we need in terms of computer vision, AI, ML, et cetera, right? So the, the groundwork is definitely there, but I think you ask an incredible question, right? Is the consumer demand there right now? Um, I would argue that on one side, 
I, I've seen programs, I've visited with coaches, I've visited with entire teams that have, you know, reams and reams of video, all digitized, just sitting there. And I mean, I know for a fact, the way we started this was, there's a lot of cold storage cost to just having video around, whether you're YouTube or Huddle, or it doesn't really matter. Are you really getting use out of that after the fact? We think the time to activate that is now to create some structured data out of unstructured data. And the appetite for it is absolutely there, but there's one sticking point. I will say this, like the full caveat, right? And I actually just messaged Tom House on Twitter about this because he was talking about communication. How are you effectively or efficiently communicating that information to the end users? That's going to be the real indicator as to whether or not like the consumers really respond. And I think that's kind of true of everything, but I will say this, especially in athlete performance related data, people need way, way more than just the raw data. A, a great example, I, I love this thing. I run all the time. I ran eight miles this morning. What's that? Right? Because, because the listeners only need to know what's that. Oh, that's right. Sorry, <laughs> it's my smartwatch, right? And it, it tracks you know all my steps, my heart rate, the distance that I go. And that data is good, right? I can use that. I can interpret that data having run for a really long time, but it was just this past summer that, and I've been using the one of the apps which shall remain nameless since 2013. It just started giving me some inspirational highlights and tips as to, hey, here's something that you could change now those tips are kind of a disaster because even when I tried to implement them, I'm like, I can never go fast enough, smooth enough, high enough, whatever the recommendation was. I, I kept, I felt like the, the goalposts kept getting moved to use a sports analogy, right? Um, we want to do away with that. We want to have like real things that you can really work on that will show real progress. Let's get real on something, Max. When when we first met in our intro call, I showed you my golf swing, which was a complete disaster. <laughs> Now, I want to know what do you guys recommend me to practice for my golf swing? So, Ronan, we're going to need a few more of those swings. I would say the swing itself wasn't so bad. It might have just been the result <laughs> right there. Um, but like I said, like I said before, when I saw that video, that one might have just been practice, right? That was just the, the warm up swing, I think. Um, it's interesting because we, what do we key in on? Yeah, there are specifics of movement and we could probably tell you if one swing is good or bad, but where we really shine is establishing with the user consistency. How consistent are you doing something, right? How consistent is this part of your movement here? And when we see inconsistencies there, you know, based on the coaches, the teams, the biomechanists, the different members of the scientific and educational academic community that we've discussed this with, what would they recommend you do in terms of drills and exercise and different kinds of products that would help? Um, I will say the jury's still out on your swing, right? Because <laughs> we have a sample size of one. So if we get a few more, we can absolutely answer that question. That's super interesting. Would you say then that talent is a matter of staying on a high quality output consistently? I would absolutely say that. I mean, there you can, you know, you can catch lightning in a bottle no matter what you do, right? Whether it's sports, whether it's developing software, 
whether it's having podcasts and creating content, but at the same time, the most sure path to success is absolutely consistency, persistence, and, and digging in and loving that grind. How do we make this product attractive for people that are not, you know, non-statistical junkies? Because from what I remember in, in our intro call, you were talking about all these like mechanical statistics and, and the movement and things that probably regular people uh, would not really understand. So how do you make these, these people who are probably the low uh, cultural or the, the people that have less knowledge in terms of stats love the product the product yeah i was having i was having a few conversations with some folks who are biomechanists recently one of <laughs> one soundbite from that was all right i heard a coach say to me that do i need to have a degree or a certification in biomechanics to now be a baseball coach our mantra is you don't right you don't need to know the data as deeply If you do want to, that's great. But what we want to do is distill information from that data. Now, sure, it's there for the taking. We've had folks reach out to us and all they are interested in is the data, right? Uh, some of the great statistical minds out there. And as a matter of fact, you know, we'll be exhibiting in the startup pool at the MIT Sloan Sports Analytics Conference for that exact reason, because I like it. But you're absolutely right, Rowan. Like, how do how do individual users use this stuff? Well, that's where we take all of the steps between a, go do your thing, whether it's swing a golf club, a tennis racket, a baseball bat, throw a baseball. I mean, any one of the isolated sports scenarios that we cover, all the way to, you know, sports trace processes, everything in between, and you just get information back that says. Here are some recommended things you can do for perceived inconsistency. Here's how you get better faster in short. And we feel like we've kind of cut a lot of that out in between. You can, you know, uh, peruse it at your own leisure, but at the same time, right? This is, this is where this is at. Yeah, I think that the beauty in sports trades is, I think there's, there's this quote that I've read somewhere that it says that you really, the ability to simplify something complex is that's like that's so so much value like for instance let's say uh einstein when he developed the e equals mc squared he basically created this very simple yeah. equation that entailed a very complex topic and yeah. so that's like that's art so i think that the art of sports trades really lies in the idea that you guys you guys can really simplify something very complex along all the like biomechanics statistics and all the things that are happening you know in between a video and a real insight on how how to improve um how to improve your game so i think i love that man and ideally in your mind you know mind of a product manager former product manager mm -hmm. from microsoft in your mind how does the product roadmap for sports trace looks in your mind ideally what what is going to happen in the next year to five years how does it look like yeah sure well first i just wanted to say love being compared to inventing the theory of relativity <laughs> i'm not sure we're there yet if only in simplicity's <laughs> sake but that's thank you uh second like where what's our roadmap look like sure we've rolled out certain sports right now and 
they work for us, right? They work at the level of isolation of scenarios. They work at the level of appetite in sports and how this can be useful right now. Baseball, softball, golf, tennis. We have done some work inside of actually a couple of other sports, right? So we've done a couple of things with track and field. We've done some stuff with soccer, believe it or not. And it was really interesting. I'd seen some things recently, uh, as recent as this past season, I think it was a Monday night football game. I saw Josh Allen getting a biomechanical analysis and they're drawing lines all over the video. Mm -hmm. And I said to myself, wait a minute, we could do that automatically. So we'd like to make a really quick turn into some other sports. Again, we've, we've built a very robust recommendations engine so that as long as we know the things that we're measuring and that we need to look for, we can distribute back out that related and efficient and effective content that'll help you train and get better faster, right? But beyond sports, I mean, we've gotten some other interest in the sports tech landscape generally from everywhere from fan engagement to um, <laughs> sports gambling, because they just love to use data for all kinds of things. But I'll tell you where we've gotten interest lately and how this plays into the five-year roadmap is, is in the healthcare space. Hmm. So um, we've been working recently with um, some folks on the physio side, so some uh, physical therapists on the rehabilitation and movement, functional movement screening evaluation. And that's actually been really good for us. So, you know, we see, you know, we see within the next two years, definitely having more sports, number one, number two, being able to move outside of that, e even if it's only tangentially related through healthcare. That's fascinating. I can't wait to see what's going to happen out of out of that collaboration between sports technology and healthcare. Mm -hmm. And I'm really I'm really excited to see and be a fan of a company run by such a talented individual as as yourself, Max. It really has been a pleasure and a joy having a conversation with you. And since we're running out of time, because a halftime snack can only last as long as a halftime. It's and gotta be a snack, right? Gotta, gotta be a snack. <laughs> gotta leave the taste, you know, for, for more later. Uh, but my last question for you is one, what's one thing that you wish you knew when you were 20 years old? Oh, I say this to everybody I mentor, whether or not they are software engineers or they're, you know, more on the business side is network. Like it is a skill that you need to develop, right? Just like anything else, you know, whether you're trying to get faster, so you go out and run some sprints or you're trying to get better at coding. So you like just to take a, a plural site course, doesn't matter. Go out there, ask the questions. There are literally billions of people on this earth. Ask as many as you can. And like, you're going to be able to talk to some folks, like work on that skill. That's awesome, Max. Again, it's, it has been an absolute pleasure to host you on the Halftime Snacks. Man, I love what you guys are doing. I love the product. I love the technology. And I'm a big fan of the founder. So I will be cheering uh, for you guys all the way to wherever you guys can get to, hopefully more sports in, in the short term and more uh, industries in the long term. Um, and again, thank you so much for devoting a piece of your time for me and the listeners. It has been a complete pleasure, Max. Thank you, man. Before you leave, I want to thank you for listening. To hear this or any other halftime snack, 
check out the full archive on my website, which you can find on the show notes. See you next week. <laughs>